you have the American dream. You run your own business. But running a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business visioneer, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why after several thousand downloads in just over a year, small business owners, CEOs, CFOs, partners, and general managers download the Small Business Celebration Podcast in record numbers on a weekly basis. We want to thank the tremendous content that our Visioneer guests continue to provide this podcast, our sponsors, and you, Visioneer Nation, who have subscribed to this podcast, internalized our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business. And we thank you. Our guest today is John Paul Lake of Kern Venture Group. Welcome to the podcast. Michael, thanks for having me. For those who don't know, tell us what your role is at Kern Venture Group and what it is that you do. So I am the co-founder and co-managing partner of Kern Venture Group, Mm -hmm. which is the first angel investment fund in Kern County. And then I am also the general manager of the real estate arm of Rain for Rent. What is an angel investor group? An angel investor group is an early stage investment company, which means that we make investments into startups and other companies that are typically in what's called the seed stage of their growth. And that typically means that they might have started generating some revenue or they have at minimum a viable commercial prototype that has some customer validation. For listeners who aren't aware, what is the difference between going to an investor group like yourselves different than going to a bank for a loan? Well, there's a lot of differences. Uh, Unfortunately, I would say that the federal government has made small business lending very hard for traditional banks to do nowadays. Mm. The primary difference, of course, is that banks are looking for collateral, something that they has value that they can lend against, meaning that if your business does not do well, they can seize that collateral in a really, really bad bankruptcy type of setting. Right you need to have a business that's got some sort of asset that has value that they can look at as collateral to secure the loan. With an angel investment group or even a venture capital fund or even other friends and family investors who might just be buying equity in your company, that equity and that investment is really not secured by anything other than the fact they have some sort of say as a shareholder, potentially, depending on how much they own. And if things go bad, they're probably not going to get any of their investment back, and they don't have any collateral or security to seize in that unfortunate event. In the event that a business doesn't go well, the venture group is basically, correct me if I'm wrong, basically on the hook or has to acknowledge up front that there's a potential loss of their entire investment into the business should it not go well. That's absolutely right. And and in angel investing and venture capital investing, probably 80% or more of your investments are probably going to end up being worth zero. On the other hand, if the investment goes well, the upside is? The upside can be certainly not infinite, but usually in a portfolio, maybe 10% of your investments might 
deliver 80 or 90 percent of the return for the whole fund. So wow. you're looking for those one or two out of dozens that do so well, they derive all of the profit for the whole fund. For the business owner, what is the advantage to submitting a proposal to an investment fund and getting that kind of revenue stream into the new business? If you have a business that's it really is a make-or-break, high-risk type of venture, angel groups actually are really interested in those because they need companies that have the potential to scale to millions and millions in revenue and, and deliver those outsized returns. The flip side, of course, now if I put put that hat on as well as the, the founder entrepreneur, it's very competitive to get an investment from an angel group, even a small one like ours here at Kern Venture Group. And certainly at a big venture capital fund, we get dozens and dozens of business plans every week. Mm-hmm. In fact, last year we received 211 business plans or pitch decks at Kern Venture Group. And we're just one little small fund that's in its first year of its existence. Wow. Out of that 211 investments, we brought 18 founders to our monthly pitch meetings, like like a Shark Tank type of environment, where they pitch to our limited partners and myself and David Higdon, our managing partner. And out of those 18 pitches, we made six investments. So from 211 down to six. Wow. What is it that Current Venture Group is looking for when a business owner is coming in and pitching to you? For our fund... Ultimately, our long-term mission is to try to invest as much as we can into Kern County. Mm. Um, That is really our mission and our heart behind what we're doing. And I would say that's true also for all of the limited partners who invested into the fund. We do have some set criteria on what we're looking for. And first and foremost, we love to see businesses that are founded and operated and based here in Kern County. That's, That's our number one priority. We see relatively fewer of those compared to what we're seeing from outside Kern County at the moment, but we already see that it's improving and we're seeing more activity, thankfully, here in Bakersfield and Kern County. Second criteria would be a company that has a product or service that could directly benefit the community in Kern County. Mm. So, for instance, a product that maybe helps ag or oil or renewable energy or affordable housing or homelessness, things Mm. like that that are issues in our community We love those types of businesses that have an offering or a solution to the challenges that we face here. The third priority would be a company whose founder might originally be from Kern County, but maybe they've moved away, started a company, and they hear about us, and they reach out and say, well, hey, I'm from Bakersfield, and I've got this cool company. Would you be interested in investing? And we've seen a few of those examples now recently, too. And then the fourth criteria would be companies that are founded in the central San Joaquin Valley or the central coast of California. We kind of have a regional lens there that is our fourth criteria. I think the next part of your question probably is, okay, so those are high-level criteria that you have. What type of business is it that you're looking for? And so um, as I mentioned first, we're looking for high, high growth potential companies because of the risk that's involved. Unfortunately, we do see a lot of good businesses that maybe someone wants to start a restaurant or some new retail or or real estate type of business, but that doesn't have the potential to scale nationally or even internationally. We're looking for businesses that literally can become, I would say, at minimum tens of millions in revenue, if not more than that. And we're looking for businesses that could potentially achieve those 
heights in terms of revenue in probably a five-year period. Mm. One of the things that I think entrepreneurs should understand about venture capital and angel investors is that most professionally organized funds have about a seven-year life. And that means that when investors give us money, they commit to give us the money for a seven-year period. At the end of the seven years, they expect us to return their money, hopefully, and ideally even some profit on top of that. So at the end of seven years, we have to not only have made all of our investments, we then actually have to hope that those companies have done so well that they get bought, they go public in a phenomenally successful scenario, or they're able to buy us out at some point. And so that's another thing that just doesn't work for maybe your average Main Street business. This is not the right type of capital for a lower growth, longer term type of business. It also sounds like that you and your other your other partners on this come from a solid business background. You've seen it, you've done it, you've you've watched some crash and burn, and you've seen some do spectacularly well. So you come into this fund already with business experience and business knowledge. What are some of the pitfalls that you see when a business owner comes to the fund in giving their pitch? that you've seen that, you know, I wish these people would do less of or more of this. Certainly. At its core, angel and VC investing is an investment in the founder and the team. We're investing in people. Mm. That's the number one thing that we're evaluating. And I think some founders don't realize how much we're thinking about that when we're, we're speaking with them or listening to their pitch. I think they tend to focus more on, here's my strategy, here's my financial forecast, here's my product, here's how much the, my competitors, here's how big the market is. Those are all relevant things. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we're trying to make a judgment call on whether or not we think that person who's the founder, and by the way, the founder should have already been able to convince two or other through two or three other people to come alongside them and be part of the team. Because ah. if they can't do that, how are they ever going to get customers or do anything else? You we don't want to invest in a one-person team. We're trying to judge whether or not we think they can grow the business and execute the plan. If they have a great plan, but we don't believe that they're the right person to, to execute it, we will not make that investment. Hmm. So we're betting on the team. Second thing I would say is when we're making that judgment about the team, the strength of the team, we want to see that they're willing to take some feedback and listen to feedback and not take it the wrong way. And I think we're very good in working with founders and how we do that. We're not, I don't believe, you know, we're an arrogant group. We have opinions, but I think if you talk to companies we're working with, they'll tell you that we are easy to work with and that we try to be good listeners as well. But when we give feedback, we're giving because we want to help the business be successful, not because we want to tear apart someone's dream or their their strategy, but we want to see that they listen to feedback. You want to have your best year ever. The problem is, there's a million New Year's resolutions out there that just don't work. But what if there were four simple, proven guidelines that can help you on your business journey that will help you achieve the things you want in life this year? Tim McNeely, one of our past guests here on the Small Business Celebration Podcast, has a special free offer just for you. Go to lifestone.co.com forward slash four things. Four things. Four guidelines. Four takeaways. 
four things you and your business needs to have to have the best year ever. Go to lifestone.co.com forward slash four things and achieve the things you want in life this year. I'm here with John Paul Lake of Kern Venture Group. And one of your recent successful investments is Millet. Tell us a little bit about the backstory of how this company came to Kern Venture Group and showed how their product can scale and do exactly what it is that you're looking for and why Kern Venture Group chose to invest into this company and help it grow. We're very excited about Millet and their founder. And what attracted us to Millet was that they had a very sound product and the food science behind it is very solid. And they had patented that, although the patents are not as important as a lot of entrepreneurs think because typically they can be designed around or they only give you a short window of time to get out and be first to market. So I think it was credibility from the food science, and they had the samples, we tasted them, we liked them. So on that level, it was immediately interesting. Of course, they're local, so again, that's exactly what we're looking for. In terms of the growth potential, which is what we really do need to see, plant-based foods right now are, are really a hot growing trend in this country, and there's a tremendous consumer interest for products that are 100% plant-based because it's healthier, it's good for the environment. And if you can do that and have it taste good, we think people are going to really buy a product like that if we execute well on the marketing. Another thing in terms of their strategy, they have several paths towards growth that they could pursue. And so that gives it some flexibility. And in this case, they could just license that technology to other large consumer food product companies. Or they can develop their own brand and go on shelf, which is what we're in the process of helping them with now. And there's a couple of other variants in between. So we like the optionality there that gives us several ways to try to recoup our investment and hopefully do well with them. For our long-term listeners, one of our earlier guests was Golia Mary. And she was in town for the Bakersfield Women's Business Conference. And she had a new project a new product that she was promoting and touting and that you are very active in help getting started and developing and making a go of it here. Tell us a little bit about, the first of all, what the name of the project is and tell us a little bit about that project. I love working with Goalie Amory of Started Up. She and I have known each other for about four years and I really was excited to help her bring Started Up to Bakersfield and, and Kern and what, County. And what is Started Up? Yeah, so Start It Up is a online tool. It's an app that you can download on iOS or Android, and it helps match entrepreneurs with mentors. Mm. And there's a lot of good research that shows that by pairing an entrepreneur with a mentor, you dramatically increase their chances of being successful with their business. So when you use the app, the first thing it does is it allows you to take a psychometric assessment that will tell you things about your personality, such as are you comfortable taking risks? Are you diligent? Are you persistent? Do you have leadership skills? Are you a good communicator? All things that have been shown through a three-year study that Stanford and Tufts University did about entrepreneurs and which characteristics tend to be correlated with higher degrees of success. Once the entrepreneur completes that assessment, the app then helps them put together a simple business plan 
And during that process, they're also introduced to a mentor. Here in Bakersfield, the mentors are being provided by the CSUB Small Business Development Center. But over time, Goli and I are hopeful that maybe other community organizations, maybe even you, Michael, as a as someone who talks to a lot of small businesses, we could have other community members be mentors to others in town. At the end of the process, the entrepreneur gets a checklist that shows them where do you need to go to get your business license? Where do you need to go to file a a DBA or pull a construction permit or whatever it might be for the type of company you want to start? And then lastly, it will refer them to different funding sources like a current venture group or micro lending programs. And, And those are things that we need a few more of here in town. But we're really excited to be bringing Started Up to Kern County and Bakersfield. What was the impetus for your interest in Started Up? I just have a passion for helping promote entrepreneurship in Kern County. Hmm. And that's really as simple as that. (laughs) Okay. Why was there, in your view, a need for an app? Because there's a lot of organizations here in town that go through and have a lot of programs on how to start a business. What why an app? Why something specific like that that you can have on your your iPhone or your Android? Why was that a major departure from a lot of the other programs and services available out there? There's a, I think there's a few things that distinguishes Started Up from other resources that are out there. Number one, I haven't seen a lot of resources that do a good psychometric assessment and that can do it for free. Mm. So even if you download the app and you ultimately don't subscribe, you are allowed to take the assessment for free. Mm. So I think that's tremendously valuable. Secondly, everybody is carrying around a smartphone, and so it's immediately accessible. And one of the key design concepts and usability factors for Started Up is that they made the interface almost like chat or text-based. You can access your mentor when that thought comes up while you're having coffee or breakfast or wherever you are. You can immediately send them a quick message And I think that's just what people are looking for now in terms of convenience and usability. And then the third thing would be the fact that it is centered around providing mentoring and coaching. And I haven't seen enough of those resources here in Bakersfield. And so when you combined all three of these things, I thought, you know, that's just really something neat. And I think it could do some good here. Visioneers. You know how many of you take to our social media sites on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook and let us know what you like and don't like about the Small Business Celebration podcast? Well, guess what? Your comments are being rewarded. On February 2nd, 2020, Small Business Celebration is unveiling a special program just for you. This program rewards you for your current support of this podcast, but will also give you a greater voice, greater input, and greater value, all because you like, comment, and share our posts on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If you haven't liked, commented, and shared our posts on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, start now. February 2nd is just around the corner, and you don't want to miss out. Like, comment, and share our posts on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook right now. Pause this episode, like, comment, and share, and then come right back. You'll be glad you did. I'm here with John Paul Lake of the Kern Venture Group, and we're talking about all kinds of great things that are coming to Kern County and already in Kern County. 
And I wanted to take a step back for a moment because you're very well known here in the community. You've done a lot of great things for this community. And for a lot of people, they may not, for some people, I should say, they may not know who you are and your background. And you're born and raised here in Bakersfield. You've, you went to Garces and ultimately you went down to SC. And I'm so sorry that Iowa beat you in the Hollywood, Holiday Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> not as sorry as I am. <laughs> Well, there's always there's always next season and, and hope springs anew. But I did want to ask you is you did grow up in the family business of Rain for Rent, but you also ventured out on your own and you've had a lot of different kinds of experiences. What was the path that very briefly led you to Kern Venture Group from your past experiences? Boy, I don't know if I can give you that succinctly. I'll do my best. So as you mentioned, yes, Rainfront is my family's business. I'm still involved as an owner and a board member and, and through the real estate side. I reached a point in my career about 2015 or 16, so that I guess that's about almost four years ago now, where I really felt called to do more in the community. And I noticed that I was enjoying serving the community in different capacities and being involved in some nonprofit things here in some ways more than I was enjoying the the business. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that I had to pull on that string and see where it would lead me. Uh, ultimately, I did step away from my role as a vice president of sales and marketing at Rainfront so that I could test this desire out. And that led me to do a couple of things, one of which was running for the school board at the Panama Buena Vista Union School District, which I still sit on and, and thoroughly enjoy. And believe it or not, the next thing I did from a business perspective was helping launch a hedge fund with a partner in New York, Uh uh, which subsequently now, unfortunately, has failed. But -hmm. from that experience, I learned how to set up Kern Venture Group, and I found a great partner here that I work with now. And uh, that's allowed me to help promote entrepreneurship in Kern County, which is, again, as I said, is something I'm very passionate about. Through your experience with the hedge fund that did not go so well, what is something from that experience that influences the way you approach current venture group? Boy, uh, great question. I think that you know when you're starting a company, you have to, you're a little bit schizophrenic. You're almost <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> You're kind of like Jekyll and Hyde or, or, or bipolar, not to make light of a, a serious disorder, obviously. But what I mean by that is you have to be thinking short-term and long-term all at the same time. Mm-hmm. The short-term priorities in any small business is revenue. Mm-hmm. You have to go out and sell. At the same time, you have to be thinking long-term about your product and your customer and making decisions that are conservative and that they give you the best chance to succeed. But you're always balancing this against, well, yeah, but we've got to bring in enough money now, or we've got to continue to raise enough money so that we have the time to get to where we want to be long-term. Right. Uh, I would say that's probably the the one common carryover in, in these two experiences that I've had in, and in every small business that we look at in Current Venture Group is the short-term versus the long-term. Through your hedge fund experience, one of the strengths that you have is that you're very creative and you can help get a vision started. 
And what was some of the things that you learned from your previous experience with that strength that has helped you succeed in launching Current Venture Group and making it a success? When you're getting out there and meeting with people and sharing your vision, you should really pay attention to who your vision is resonating with Mm. for a couple of reasons. In the case of Kern Venture Group and even our my prior experience, you want to be bringing in the, the types of customers and also partners and investors who share your vision and who are willing to partner with you in the short-term challenges and also the long-term challenges that we just talked about. And I think in the case of the hedge fund, we had some investors that were more short-term oriented and there was a little bit of a mismatch there, perhaps. And I think it, it caused us to not balance the short term and the long term correctly. Now, rolling forward into current venture group, really pleased with the investor group that we have because we're very, very strongly aligned on the long term goals. And they give myself and my co-managing partner, David, really good feedback about the short term stuff that we need to make sure we're paying attention to and using to manage the business on a daily basis. For Visioneer Nation out there, what is one thing that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Hire really good people and let them do what they're good at. How so? Businesses are like any other organization in this world. They all revolve around people and relationships. Hmm. Having the right people on your team and then empowering them to do what they're good at, that's really what it all boils down to. So that's not unique to small businesses, but it's common across any organization of people, any team, anywhere in the world doing whatever it is. It's, It's a group of people working towards a common cause with a shared vision, and that's what it's all about. Well, John... This has been a pleasure. Thank you for being on the Small Business Celebration Podcast, enjoying us, and giving some great insight to you, Current Venture Group, and Division Your Nation. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, and we really support what you're doing with the Small Business Celebration. You want to have your best year ever. The problem is, there's a million New Year's resolutions out there that just don't work. But what if there were four simple proven guidelines that can help you on your business journey that will help you achieve the things you want in life this year. Tim McNeely, one of our past guests here on the Small Business Celebration Podcast, has a special free offer just for you. Go to lifestone.co.com forward slash four things. Four things. Four guidelines. Four takeaways. Four things you and your business needs to have to have the best year ever. Go to lifestone.co.com forward slash four things and achieve the things you want in life this year. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is, but as it could be. And is willing to do something about it. 
A Visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A Visioneer gives value first because Visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.